The National Security Agency may not be known for opening its arms to outsiders, but the NSA's Cybersecurity Collaboration Center is trying to change that perception, just as the nation seems to be under constant cyber attack. The center staff wants to work with the defense, telecommunications, and other industries to develop a more widely shared understanding of cyber threats facing the country. For more, Federal News Network's Justin Doubleday spoke with the chief of the center, Morgan Adamski. We see a lot of different threats from a lot of different places. When we work with our industry partners, they recognize that the cyber threats to our nation are pervasive, and that shared threat motivates federal and industry experts to work together to solve some of the hardest problems that our nation is facing. NSA's unique insights and technical expertise brings additional value to the discussion. We're really stepping up to the plate to play our part in that conversation. We're working together with industry and other federal partners because we recognize that we can be a force multiplier to discover and share actionable information that increases the security of our nation. How old is the center? Can you talk at all about what it looks like from kind of a management perspective? Do you have, you know, a dozen folks there? Do you have three dozen folks? And then will it grow in the future? The center itself, the Cybersecurity Collaboration Center, virtually stood up when the Cybersecurity Directorate stood up in October 2019. The physical location actually opened in December 2020. And so we're, we're fairly new from a physical location. However, the concept of the Cybersecurity Collaboration Center and needing to partner more closely with our industry and private sector partners was something we knew we had to do when we set up the Cybersecurity Directorate. When we initially started, we were fairly small. What I can tell you is we've almost tripled in size in the last six months for some of the reasons, um, SolarWinds, Microsoft Exchange. And as we've also talked about, those threats are not going away. (laughs) They are becoming more pervasive. And every time we talk about an event, it's almost a different series of actors. And so therefore, we will continue to grow. But it's not all about growing analytical capacity. Some of this is about bringing the right capabilities on board, where NSA also has a unique advantage there that we can actually create those analytical environments um, and collaboration platforms to work with our industry partners. There's been a lot of discussion recently on the need for a joint analytical environment. And we looked forward to being able to contribute to that conversation because we've built some foundational capabilities and communication platforms with our industry partners that we know will be helpful. Our adversaries don't sleep and they don't work on a nine to five schedule. We have to have an analytical collaboration platform that is 24 seven and enables us to be able to do real time sharing at cyber speed. Correct me if I'm wrong, I don't think there's any mandate for industry to work with the center, even if you know they're in the defense industrial base or anything like that. So how are you convincing private sector companies to come and work with you guys at the NSA? Our relationships are cooperative in nature. We recognize the pervasive threats and the significant threat that we're facing, and then it's going to keep coming. It's not going to stop. They're going to find different techniques and tactics to get into our networks It's got to be an ongoing, continuous collaboration with our industry partners so that we can stay ahead of the threat and put protections in place to ensure that they are not successful. One of the interesting things about the center is that you might need a security clearance to do some of the work. If you're an industry, could you conceivably get some sort of benefits from working with the center without a security clearance? And and how does that process work if you do need to get cleared? Because that process can, can be kind of lengthy for anyone. It is always a lengthy process. However, what I would say is that a majority of the work that we try to do here from the center is actually unclassified because in order for our our 
net defenders and our private sector counterparts to really be able to take action and to share information with us, we have to do it at the lowest classification possible. The fantastic part about the center is that the building itself provides an unclassified environment for collaboration and in-person events. While we have used virtual environments for collaboration, primarily because that's been driven due to the pandemic, it is possible and beneficial. We can also collaborate in person. So while at times it is good to have a classified conversation and have cleared people, because then we can provide more context potentially behind a threat, what we really need to get to is sharing more unclassified information that net defenders can act on. So actionable, unique, and timely mitigation guidance shared at cyber speed is what's going to help us to be successful. Can you get into the specifics at all of the engagement that you've had so far with industry? Have you had companies in? How many? Who they are? How is it working so far? Can't comment on who they are. However, what I can do is talk about a few examples of how we've worked with our industry partners. So you probably saw earlier this year that NSA discovered a series of critical vulnerabilities in Microsoft Exchange, and we actually disclosed them to Microsoft. So once they were discovered, we prioritized, disclosed those vulnerabilities to secure the nation and our allies. After we released those vulnerabilities to Microsoft, they promptly created a patch. We continued to partner both with them, but also our DHS partners to amplify that patch and continuing customers to apply it as quickly as possible. I would also point to the advisories, the cybersecurity advisories that we've recently released. When we look at our cyber threats, We partner with our industry partners to understand the technology and the vulnerabilities that they could potentially be exploiting. We use that to amplify and augment our cybersecurity advisories so that we're creating the most current and tailored mitigation guidance that we can provide to the U.S. public and net defenders. One recent example of that is the cybersecurity advisory that we released both with the Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency, CISA, and FBI and the UK's National Cyber Security Center, specifically exposing the malicious cyber activity of Russian military intelligence against US and global organizations. Um, It started around mid 2019 and it's likely still ongoing, very pervasive threat. One of the really unique parts about this advisory, we intended to release it with attribution because it helped us better characterize the threat to the Department of Defense, national security systems and the DIB and further encourage the the application of mitigations. When you take the attribution, you take the mitigation guidance, and then you take the amplification that the Cybersecurity Collaboration Center, CISA, and FBI um, can leverage with our partners, you're really bringing together all of the aspects of cybersecurity, tailored intelligence, mitigation guidance, and then amplification to all the right people who need to put the net defender and practices in place. How we fit into the bigger ecosystem of interagency counterparts in the Department of Defense is both the foreign intelligence insights, and the technical expertise about technology. I think COVID had delayed getting some actual in-person engagement with industry, and it's mostly been virtual. Have you been able to work around that? Do you have company representatives in yet, or, or how is that working? Is it still all virtual? So we do a hybrid approach. What I will tell you is that information sharing, if you just do the act of saying indicators are compromised or cyber threat indicators, and you just share them out to an entity with no context, with no ability to have a conversation, that's not what we're looking to do. What we're looking to do is have that ongoing analytical collaboration with industry partners to say, hey, what are you seeing? This is what we're seeing. What do you know about it? 
here's our gaps. What do you have? Right. It's that conversation where we see a benefit, not just the transactional information sharing. We've been able to have both a virtual conversation, especially under COVID, as well as bring people in to sit side by side with our analysts to have that conversation so that we're both getting a better understanding of what they're seeing and what they care about. And then we're able to augment that and share what we know um, so we can build that comprehensive picture of the threat. Our industry partners have been fantastic and they have you know, cyber threat intelligence teams. They have security operations centers that specifically focus on malicious actors, malicious activity that is leveraging their networks and their products. They don't want to have those malicious actors leveraging those networks and products as much as we do. And so they want to partner with us to better understand who is trying to take advantage of the vulnerabilities, who is conducting malicious activity against the critical infrastructure that we all care about. And that's why they've come to the table and want to have a conversation with us. In the past, there has been comments in the fact that potentially, you know, the U.S. government, as we talked about, is throwing those indicators over the fence and saying, good luck. I hope this is helpful. We don't want that to be the conversation anymore. Morgan Adamski, chief of the NSA's Cybersecurity Collaboration Center, speaking with Federal News Network's Justin Doubleday. As a parent, no two days are ever the same. And let's face it, sometimes a little extra help goes a really long way. That's what's so great about Care.com. They make it easier than ever to find local, experienced, and background-checked childcare to help manage your family's ever-changing needs and schedule. From nannies and babysitters to daycare centers and tutors, find help for long- or short-term support. Whether you need an after-school sitter or help with the homework, there's a large selection to choose from. And all caregivers who use Care.com are required to complete a background check before they're able to interact with families on the platform. It's so easy. Just go to Care.com and post a job for caregivers to apply. You can search for qualified candidates, read reviews and ratings, check their availability, and send messages directly. You can even find other kinds of care, including housekeepers, dog walkers, and caregivers for seniors. Find care for all you love. Sign up now and see why over 3 million families use Care.com. Visit Care.com today. Helping your employees learn new cloud skills helps your business become more agile more resilient, and more secure. Not helping employees learn new cloud skills causes your business to become less agile, less resilient, less secure, less innovative, less profitable, and, well, ultimately less of a business. Don't become less of a business. Try Pluralsight and get your employees everything they need to learn new cloud skills. Learn more at pluralsight.com vision.